This is the story of how songs are born. Music is inherently human. Sound and vibration are all around us, but there's a difference between the trumpet of an elephant or the wine of a tea kettle and even the simplest children's song. The difference is us, a human, a songwriter. Now, some songs are written by groups of people, and some songs are so old and simple that it seems they've always existed. But we know that a person has to write a song out of thin air and share it with other humans before it can exist as its own entity. Songs can be captured by many media, recordings, lyrics, tabs, sheet music, but the song itself can exist without ever being represented in a permanent physical medium. There isn't much else like it that exists in our modern world. As a matter of fact, it's really the only vestige of our oral tradition of our ancestors. Unlike literature or poetry, or even spoken word, it crosses languages and cultures without much need for translation. Music is inescapable in our modern world, and new music bursts into our lives regularly and unavoidably. But many people have no idea how it's created. The aim of these stories is to lay bare that process. Now, like all art, every artist has their own unique approach, and their results are similarly far-ranging. But by following different processes, we can identify which aspects are more universal and see how certain approaches have different results, and maybe even how we, people who might have never been a participant of the process before, can start to create this type of something out of nothing. So, for this very first episode, I will start at the beginning, as a very famous song reminds us, with a very simple process that we have the most insight into, my own. Now, I write songs without a partner, and often with only the tools of a pencil and paper or my own voice. So this is the simplest version of songwriting. This is stripped away of all, as many tools and influences as possible. Now, I do sometimes use an audio recorder, like I'm using right now, or a simple keyboard or ukulele. These, these come into play, but these are really helpful tools rather than necessary. So let's dive in. And let's look at the very simplest example. Now, in this case, in order to look at the process even more simply, we're going to start this example with found lyrics, lyrics that, that someone else wrote, not intending for them to be a song, intending them for them to be a story. So right now, we're really only going to write the music. So we're even separating it from lyric writing as well, although we'll incorporate that again in the future. So let's dive in and let's see how it works. I just saw a few sentences in an article that I really liked. This is, happens to be an Episcopal article that's talking about how we can be accepting of our humanity and loving ourself. In a larger sense, it talks about how saints, when they were alive, did not you know, walk around with a halo on or know that they were saints or even behave in a good way. Um, but as a matter of fact, that they were true to their calling and their humanity, embrace their humanity. So um, here's the lines, 
And in this case, I've just looked at the lines and I said, that would, that would be interesting to put together into a song. The first line, you shall lovingly accept the humanity entrusted to you. Then you shall be obedient to your destiny. You shall not continually try to escape it. And then you shall be true to yourself. You shall embrace yourself. And I just started to think about how it would sound to put music behind them. The first thing I thought was, what do I have? You know, this doesn't rhyme, right? This is not a poem. What do I have that connects in a, in a language way, right? Not in a meaning way, but just in the sounds. And the first things I saw were lovingly, humanity, destiny, continually, right? So I pulled out these big words in each sentence. Now, they're not all at the end, although some of them are. But I said, these are words that don't technically rhyme, right? Um, lovingly and humanity don't rhyme, but they have that, they have the same sort of length of word, and they do have the same last syllable with that E. Lovingly, humanity, destiny, continually. So my then my next thought is, how can I find a way to set up something where those are um, those long words that kind of rhyme are in a pattern with each other. So here's what I came up with. You shall lovingly accept the humanity entrusted to you. So notice lovingly and humanity, that's one line. So they're in the same line. But the you shall comes really quick. And so the the beginning of the phrase is really lovingly. Do do lovingly accept. And then the hue, the hue is in the same space as you shall. You shall lovingly accept the humanity entrusted to you. So I've set up a pattern um, where those two words can fit comfortably next to each other. Then here's an, the next line. You shall be obedient to your destiny. So the first way I could do that is I could say, you shall be obedient, right? Obedient doesn't really have that same phrase, although it, it matches a little bit. You shall be obedient to your destiny, right? Destiny and humanity right now are hitting on that same level, which is nice. But that's the end of the sentence. There's no, there's no additional words there. There's no entrusted to you. So I have a couple of choices here. I can either try to throw the next line in to make it fit there. I can say that's the end of the line, right? And I can I can make it kind of not match. I can say, you can be obedient to your destiny, right? By, by going knee instead of up, da-da-da-da. I have... I've closed the phrase, right? So I'm saying this one's done. The first line's longer, the second line's short. So let's see what we have. We Basically, we've got to look at the rest of the lyrics and decide where we're going to go from here. All right, so here's the next thing that I see. You're getting the real the real time. So I'm looking at these sentences. I'm saying the next sentence in this phrase is, you shall not continually try to escape it. 
That's the next line. You shall not continually try to escape it. That doesn't really work well with the previous line entrusted to you. But I look at the next line. You shall be true to yourself. All right, well, here I, here I have something. It rings in my ear. I have true, right? True or, or and another you. True to you yourself. So uh, this is not copyrighted material. It can change the words a little bit, right? So one thing I'm thinking, you shall be obedient to your destiny. You shall be true to yourself. Right, there's an option, right? So I've made, I've, I've continued, and I've put the true in with entrusted to you, right? And then I've gone actually a little longer. To yourself. Now, do I pop back down and try and repeat the same pattern? I could go, you shall be obedient to your destiny and be true to your, true to yourself. You shall embrace yourself. You shall da 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 da. da. See, I'm just making this up. This is just what comes to my mind, but I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it. And something that sounds really nice in the end here to me is, "You shall embrace yourself." Now, this, as you're listening to this, most of this that I'm writing is very simple, right? I, like uh, many, many pop artists, and for instance, Taylor Swift is a very famous example of this, tend to write, at least initially, in a sort of major key, um, do, mi, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do, sort of a happy sounding key with maybe a few shifts into a minor, sort of a sad or somber tone. This is generally pop Western music, we're not putting in a lot of country twang right now. And it actually sounds sort of very Christian contemporary because the words are lending themselves to that. The words are, are inspiring, but they, they are kind of long and kind of old-fashioned. So what's coming to me is sort of clean, simple, reassuring connections um, between the notes. So let's see where we're at now. You shall lovingly accept... The humanity entrusted to you, you you shall be obedient to your destiny. You shall be true to yourself. You shall not always to escape. Something about that. I don't know what the words are going to be in there, but escape fits in there well. You shall not, um, true to yourself, you shall not, da-da-da, da-da-da, to escape. And then the last line, you shall embrace yourself. All right, let's see that third line is kind of iffy. Again, this is also a very common um, modern pop pattern, right? First line of a, of a verse or a chorus, then the second line is very similar. The third line takes off from that and goes somewhere a little bit different. And then the last line can either finish up and come back and repeat what the first line uh, did, or it can take a very simplified version of it, uh, or, or even a shorter phrase and be yet it, again its own thing. So there are several examples of songs with a chorus or a verse that has this uh, framework, which I will reference here um, from a variety of artists and variety of uh, modern styles. 
So the what what we're doing now is we, we're trying to fit what we want to fit into that third line. All right, we've got the first line, we've got the second line, we've moved the the, the fourth line up into that second line that you shall be true to yourself into that second line. So now what we have is one line left. You shall not continually try to escape that needs to fit in that third odd section. We haven't quite written the melody yet, so we get to write or, or turn the melody in a way that matches with the words that we're trying to fit in here. Um, you shall be obedient to your destiny. You shall be true to yourself. You shall not da 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 to escape. What the word is here, we've got something that sounds good. You shall not do 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 do. But the word we have is continually try to escape. Shall not continually try to escape. See, it doesn't quite fit. And we could shorten it. We could say, you shall not always try to escape, which fits, but the to, the try to is is not, doesn't sound good there, right? Always try to escape. The to, to escape is getting too much emphasis. It's a small word. We we don't want a small word there. We want something like continually escape, da 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 da, right? Because it it sounds better. Um, you shall not continually escape. Now, here's the problem. You shall not continually escape could work, right? But it, it is changing the original, it's changing the original gist of the sentence we're working with, which is try, always tr be trying and putting in a lot of effort into escaping. Um, the continually is kind of important, but uh, the I think the effort, the trying, the attempt, um, the sort of struggle is an important aspect of what they're trying to get here. So now I just said the word struggle. Let's see if that... You shall not always be, always be struggling to escape. That's something. You shall not. Live always struggling to escape it. So, so B, that, that we tried putting live in instead of, you shall not live always struggling to escape. Live is a little more powerful than B. B, you shall not be always struggling to escape. Sounds kind of weak, right? Sounds like we can't quite fit what we want to say into the phrase, which is exactly where we are. And live is a little more powerful. Now, what about live? What about looking for, like, escape route? Be always looking. You shall not. Always be searching 
for your escape plan. Okay, there's something that's it's kind of interesting. Searching for the escape plan, searching for the exit. Mm-hmm. Shall be obedient to your destiny. You shall be true. You shall be obedient to your destiny. And you shall be true to yourself. And then right now, let's try getting a little deeper. We have true to yourself. You shall not. All right, but maybe maybe that's the issue. Maybe we to to yourself, and you can't self shelf. Um, elf. <laughs> uh, what could we try and put in there that? That would that might fit a little better and give us some space to finish that third line. Hmm. Shall be obedient to destiny. And you shall be true to yourself. And yourself. But to your destiny, no beauty and to your destiny, you shall be true to yourself, and you shall not be a struggle continually. Live always struggling to escape yourself, and you can't, and you can't live always, all constantly struggling to escape. You shall be obedient. To your destiny, you shall be true to yourself, and you can't live constantly struggling to escape it, escape it. You shall embrace yourself, you shall be obedient to your destiny, you shall be true to yourself. And you can't live, constantly struggling to escape it. You shall embrace yourself. There we go. All right, so what we ended up doing to get something a little nicer was instead of going up, right, to yourself you shall not, we, we went down. To your, we, we changed a little bit. You shall be obedient to your destiny. You shall be true to yourself instead of true to yourself, true to yourself. And that gives me a little bit more um, leeway to go down a little bit more. And you can't live. Instead of having to go, you shall not. Because when I do that, I can't really go, you and you can't live. I could, but it doesn't sound quite as good. When you go up like that, it sounds better to have a stronger phrase. And and you 
you can't live. I don't like it as much, but I like it when I go down, right? And then I get to fit that extra syllable in there. You shall be obedient to your destiny. You shall be true to yourself. And you can't live constantly struggling to escape it. Now, here's the other thing. Constantly struggling to escape is what I was originally going to do. But now that we went down before, we can go up here. And and I was thinking about putting it or you, right? Because struggling to escape is a little vague, but struggling to escape it is is better, right? You can it, that refers back to the the destiny, and then it gives us that power. Um, it gives us that lead into the last line. So here's everything we have so far. You shall lovingly accept the humanity entrusted to you. You shall be obedient to your destiny. You shall be true to yourself. And you can't live constantly struggling to escape it. You shall embrace yourself. There we go. That's uh, what, whether you like it or not, whether you think it, you might think hear that and you might think it's, it's simplistic and it is simplistic, but you saw all the processes we went through to get something where, um, something that might sound accidental, like, um, getting the lovingly humanity and destiny all uh, equally hitting on, on a, a comfortable part that makes it sound like a song. Um, that took a lot of time. And that it also took time to um, figure out how to move one of the sentences around um, to get it to fit comfortably, um, to, to make one of those lines a little bit longer so we can match it. So that's uh, just something short. Now, this is, this is step one. First of all, it's just a... a either a verse or a chorus, right? Um, I have a tendency to write one verse, and, and I, I tend to write songs that just maybe are three or four verses in a row, kind of in the fashion of an old-fashioned hymn. That's not the, the modern style. The modern style tends to have a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, chorus, right? That's a very common um, structure. Uh, sometimes I struggle with that as a songwriter. Some people don't, but sometimes I struggle um, with putting together... I, I can't tell you how many courses I've built that I'm just like, ugh, it sounds like too much trouble to, to write verses. I, I finally found something I like, and now I have to find something that's different enough that it's a verse, but similar enough that it still sounds like part of the same song. That's another step. Not to mention putting uh, chords uh, behind this. Obviously, there are going to be chords that that were already in my head that I'll be able to find. And if I take a piano or ukulele to this, there'll be things that just make sense. But sometimes when you go in and you put the chords in behind it, you realize that something sounds really interesting with a slightly different chord, and it makes you change the melody just a little bit. And uh, and then, so those are would be the next couple of steps to making sure that you have a final song, which is you know completely written, which has chords behind it that you could put down on a recording or a CD or a tabs chart, and someone else could pick up and recreate. So we'll talk more about that next time.